bitch. You need to hear this. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Bitch, You Need to Hear This. I am your bitchiest host, Katie Ploss, and somehow it has been six episodes that I've already recorded, which is weird and amazing, and thank you to all of my loyal listeners that are still here thousands of downloads later, not one dollar paid in advertisements. It's pretty impressive. I said this on Instagram the other day, but truly I am like totally solo in producing this and editing this and creating this and all of it. So um, I appreciate everybody's patience and sticking with me as I figure this out. I have no professional experience at all in podcasting. I've had multiple people ask me that. I have no I have no idea what I'm doing. I am literally figuring this out as I go. Um today today's interview is my first ever remote interview that I've done. So my girl Shantae is on the podcast um, and is about to tell her story to all of you. And I have never um I've never done a remote interview before. So that the sound quality isn't what I'm used to and I'm figuring it out. So I appreciate your patience with that as this podcast grows and my experience grows. But um, so you're, it's going to sound a little bit differently than what it did, what it has in past episodes with guests. So it's all good, though. You can hear her. It's an amazing story. I had no intention of re-recording this just for the sound quality because it was our, our raw kind of first go and our conversation. And I thought it was too it was just too good. And I don't think we could have replicated it by me re-recording it just to fix the audio issues and the connect. Like, there's a couple connectivity issues that you'll hear. Um, but yeah, I think that's the whole point, right? It's raw, it's real, it's true, and that's why y'all love this podcast. So we're going to stick with it. Um, But I, without further ado, I need to introduce our guest for this week. We have Shantae on the pod, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for coming on, dude. I So Shantae and I met in college. And oh, no. when, <laughs> when I, oh, no, oh, no, right. When I um, was creating this podcast and thinking about the people in my own life that I would want to bring on, Shantae was, like, one of the first people that came to mind. And I, like, put out... I said last week on the pod, I put out like an Instagram story of like, I'm looking for people with a story to tell. And Shantae looked at it and didn't respond. And I'm like, um, okay. So I'm like, hey, I'm just going to slide in your DMs and be like, hey, actually, I was thinking of you specifically. And she was like, yeah, well, I, I thought about reaching out, but like, fuck that. I was like, no, yeah, you're going to come on. Um, so thank you for being here. Of course, man. I, I thought about it when I saw the Instagram, um, the Instagram story, but I was like, uh, <laughs> Shantae, you guys, 
Shantae is like so private. So I wasn't like surprised that she wasn't jumping at the chomping at the bit to like get on the pod. She is so private. There are like, as you're going to learn in this episode, there are like really big things about her that I learned like way too long into our friendship. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you tell us that, dude? Like, we're your friends. She's like, I don't I don't know. I don't talk about feelings. Um so it's fine. Here we are. <laughs> We're going to talk about feelings today. How do you feel about that? I actually feel pretty good about that. I've been in therapy for a very long time. <laughs> so we're good with feelings now. You know what? Every single guest on here is, that has been on here is in therapy. I'm in therapy. I can't, like, I, I just love, love it. I love it. Normalized therapy. Yes. Okay, like, yes, we all absolutely. need to be going. No, that's good. I'm glad that you're doing better with feelings since yes. college because you weren't good with those then. <laughs> Dude, you guys, literally, I, like, when I, so when I met Shantae, we were at Michigan State, and you're, so you're from Michigan, but you spent a portion of your childhood in New York. Like, your family's, your family's, is your family from all over? Uh, Well, my family's from South America, actually, and my family immigrated to New York, so that's where I was pretty much raised, but then I moved to Michigan for, like, my formative years, so I tell people that I was raised in Michigan. So that's kind of how I assume you ended up at Michigan State. But you did have all this culture and like background kind of under your belt from your family. And so when I met Shantae, I don't know like how far it was into our friendship, but she starts telling us, I'm sure alcohol was involved. She starts telling us the story about when she was living in New York City on 9-11. And that was like the one of the first times that I can remember in college being like, holy shit, like the world is actually way bigger than me and like my little bullshit small town like drama that I went through with Voldemort and whatnot. Like I was like, oh my God, like you had some real, real shit happen to you. Yeah. Like it was just, yeah, it like seriously just kind of like blew my mind. You're like, yeah, like, you know, my mom crossed the Brooklyn Bridge and I'm like, holy shit, like <laughs> just like riveted of like, oh, my God. So you've always kind of just have these really like cool stories to tell. I love how you just drop bombs on people randomly when they're like not expecting it. And then it like stays with them forever. And you're like, it's like etched into my brain. So thanks for that. And then I just move on like whatever. Yeah, I'm like re-traumatized from your trauma. And you're like, <laughs> welcome to my life. Uh, so it's safe to say you've had a you had your fair share of trauma as a child just just a tad just a little bit just a little it's fine but i really want to what i really want to start this story today is college and those formative years because what we're what we're really going to cover today is your coming out story and you're like, ooh, how, how does that sound? Your coming out story. <laughs> You're like, cringe. Very wild because I'm so far removed from that. And like, I'm just very, very gay all the time now. Like, just <laughs> in my life. That's so weird to me. I, cause I don't relate to you. Like, not that I don't relate to you being gay. That's a really weird way to say it. But like, just didn't meet you like that so like to me i'm like what i also didn't meet you like that so (laughs) a little surprised that's fair that's fair (laughs) um so no so when we met in college okay you guys shantae and i met (laughs) in a sorority (laughs) so we were sorority sisters which 
I don't think I'm going to say the name of the sorority because these girls. Will no, come please don't. These girls no. will come after me. <laughs> I still have nightmares about like standards. Like I don't post on Instagram, and when I do, I'm like, they're going to tell me to pull this down. I'm like, I'm almost thirty. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, literally. Oh my god. Literally. So you stayed in the sorority all four years of college. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how. I think I just, at that point, I was so far into it. I was like, whatever. Like, this is kind of fun. Like, this is, do it for the story. (laughs) Our friend Diana was like, like the worst sorority member ever. But like, (laughs) but she like stayed in it. Like, why? But you guys, I like very dramatically quit the sorority. There's a whole story. Maybe I'll do a Greek life episode. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring somebody on that has a very positive experience with Greek life and we can just juxtapose and compare notes of how not positive my experience was um and it was so funny because when I was in the sorority (laughs) I dropped out my sophomore year so like in halfway into college and when I like the first couple years I was in it Dude, like all, all the outside people in my life were like, I can't believe you, Katie, are in a sorority. Like you're the last person I would ever expect to be in a sorority. And I would say like most of the girls in our sorority were not like typical sorority <laughs> No, <girls. laughs> We were all there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> we were all we were all there for a reason. Let's just say that. Um and so but like people that were like kind of anti-greek life outside of my sorority were like you know you're really just paying a lot of money for your friends and I'm like oh my god shut up I'm not paying for friends like that's not a thing we're all genuinely friends with each other (laughs) and then literally literally, like the day after when you quit a sorority you have to send a letter well, at least in our sorority. I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I had to send a, a typed letter that had to be read aloud at the chapter meeting and then everybody had to vote. It is so cringe. Everyone had to then vote to allow me to quit the sorority, which like, bitch, I'm quitting anyway. So I like your vote really is meaningless to me. Like I whatever. That makes no sense. But they I did and it was a whole thing it was very dramatic no one was expecting me to quit because I was literally on our executive board I had a position it was a big it was it was a thing but this is not my story today anyway so like (laughs) but literally the next day after I did that I'm swear to god Shante literally half of the chapter deleted me on Facebook I'm not surprised I'm not surprised (laughs) at all wow yeah I really did pay for my friends that's fucking rough but you know what Shantae you you, well you I was gonna say you did stick with me as friends but not necessarily so So let's talk about that you guys Shantae like low-key fucking scares me like we were really close in college and like we were in the same pledge class in our sorority and when you're in the same pledge class like you just spend a lot of time together because you're having to do all these required events and whatever. So like Shantae and and our friend Diana and our friend, like a few other girls, like we all got really close. And um, there were multiple nights that I would just be very misbehaved and Shantae like almost beat my ass. I we were planning for the podcast. I'm like, I'm going to talk about the time you almost beat my ass. She's like, which time? <laughs> Like, oh shit. Yeah, there were multiple 
There are like three instances in my head right now of you almost beating my ass. <laughs> the beginning of our sophomore year of college, we were at a, again, a mixer for the sorority and it was toga themed. So we're literally wrapped up in sheets and safety pins, you guys. Like so cringe and so embarrassing. But you have if you're going to be in Greek life, you have to go to a toga party. I feel like at least one time. That's kind of how I felt at the time. It was like, OK, it's a yeah. rite of passage. Mandatory. So um, I don't. Do you remember why you got mad at me, though? I don't. I don't remember. Like, I remember the incident, but I don't remember what it is that made me upset. I think I. I don't remember what I said, but I said something. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Or what like it was. just something like really like fucked up. I don't remember what it was though. Uh, yeah. But you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you getting like inches close to my face, like screaming in my face. And I was like standing there, like holding my own. But I remember looking and you had like a necklace on that had like boxing gloves <laughs> on my it. golden gloves. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. I never would have actually, like, I don't know. I think I would have to be pushed like a lot further than just words. But I, I was always so angry in college, especially when I was drunk. And I remember that moment. And I've thought about that. I'm like, what were you so mad about? Like, it's not that deep. I don't remember. I just remember afterward being very sad and going home and crying. And we ordered, we ordered menas. And like, they like. The that girls, was a choice. The girls I was with like took a picture of me crying on the couch, like eating, like taking a huge bite of my menas sandwich. <laughs> and they use that as blackmail on me for like the rest of college it's fine um but no like yeah you just really scared me there was also one other time that we almost got into a fist fight <laughs> that was it <laughs> this is like what ended our friendship for a long time basically yeah. was i was drunk and just really adamant i was very angry also i was just very angry we were very angry our whole friend group was like really angsty and angry for no reason and no i reason. just like again i'm not going to go into the details of it because it's not relevant for this but literally like i lost my mind on one of our friends like was getting violent and yeah. like really yeah, a little bit. <laughs> very aggressive you guys it was not my finest moment and there may have been a butter knife involved i don't know <laughs> i'm just saying it was it was bad if you as someone who knows maybe there was if you want to dm me about it i'll send you a voice recording about it if you want some bonus content you know maybe i'll have my friend courtney on the pod who was the victim of said butter knife she's still alive still doing well what up courtney was voldemort there too he was there wasn't he voldemort broke up that fight yeah oh yeah he, yes, yes, yes. ultimately was the one that removed me from that situation yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so like Shantae was there too, and she was I just remember me like screaming at our friend and you being like, if you don't fucking stop, like I'm going to stop you. And I was like, I dare you. (laughs) (laughs) I literally was just like the Hulk. It was like a Hulk moment. I cannot there's maybe like one or two other instances in my whole life I can remember like being that mad and like being that aggressive. Oh, my God. But yeah, I was not afraid of you in that moment. I'm like, you want to try to beat my ass, bitch? Let's fucking go. So um, uh, wait, I want to tell your listeners, though, I am not a violent person. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I 
promise you I am not. It was just, we were always in just very intense, drunk circumstances in college. It was a mess. Okay, I have to tell you, though, like, the fight that we're just talking about that, like, stopped us from being friends, the whole fight started because our other friend was arrested, and I was, like, very fired up about our other friend being arrested, so... Basically, we were just these really angry, psycho sorority girls that were just getting arrested. I don't know. It was a weird time. Okay. Messy. It was messy as fuck. Um, but yeah, you like... So basically after that, and I left the sorority like a month after that, half most of the chapter stopped being my friend, including you, basically you. And but yeah. because not... You didn't stop being my friend, though, because I just because I left the sorority, you stopped being my friend because no. I almost beat our other friend's ass. We, uh, all, we also, I think, have always had very strong personalities. And yeah. so if there were any... Two, if there were two people that were going to go at it and butt heads, it was always us. <laughs> and I think that was just, like... That was just who we were, right? So I think that didn't help. I don't know... I am so much like my father and in that I like say offensive shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I can just, confirm. <laughs> I can I confirm. Just say really offensive stuff. And like Shantae was like, dude, you can't fucking say that shit, dude. Like honestly, you did teach me a lot about like what not to fucking say and like Which that- is crazy because I was just a drunk college kid and like I felt like I spent a lot of time teaching people like things they couldn't say. And it's because we came from different backgrounds, right? Well, like Yeah. It- and it's like, I mean, the high school I went to was like all white. Like, yeah, exactly. So I like, I literally didn't yeah. know what I didn't know. So when I came to yeah. state and I was in so much more of like a multicultural setting and like even my classes were talking a lot about social justice. And then it was nice, like, I mean, not, but like being in Greek life, like there's still overwhelmingly amount of basic white bitches. Yeah. So yeah. like a lot of the people that we were hanging around with were like basic white basic bitches. White, yeah. And so you were like. I think caught up in having to like explain like you can't fucking say that you guys like come on yeah. like yeah. this should be common knowledge <laughs> like I don't get it maybe it's that's wild. why you were so angry in college like you had to deal with all of our bullshit constantly I deal with a lot of bullshit but yeah I just was also just not I had gone to therapy I think therapy has changed my life <laughs> you know I what? would like to say that for the second time today. <laughs> like you know what like, you're, you, I will say you do seem so much calmer <laughs> it's you're crazy calm. it's weird it's weird I also think the more trauma you go through the calmer you yeah. get about shit you just like don't get worked up I don't yeah I can't shit. dedicate energy to that because it's to minor yeah right? no like, it's like it's yeah. The big picture yeah. like i ha- i have bigger fish to fry dude um so yeah college was a riot and i but we like i we fell out of contact for so long because yeah. you know whatever drama and so when did i start so i feel like i didn't see you for a long time because then i finished college a year early yeah and left state and then you guys all had your senior year or whatever and then I probably didn't see you again until you moved to Chicago. Because then I see you in Chicago when I lived there, too. Yeah, I think we saw each other again when we went to Baltimore. In 2018? No, I saw you before that when I lived in oh, Chicago. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, and Diana was visiting in Chicago and we went to dinner or something. But we hadn't seen each other, yeah. It was weird because, like, 
you know, like my our friend Diana and like our friend Erica, like kind of stayed friends with everybody. And then I yeah. like very much removed myself from like you and Courtney and and vice versa. So like we would yeah. like so it's fine. But like I didn't see you very much. And then what? So then, yeah, but I did see you in Chicago. I remember that. And like, I don't know. It was always fine. It was, it wasn't, I mean, obviously we're doing this podcast, so we're not yeah. like, like it's we don't hate each other. We just, no, it's just, grow it like, up and grow apart. Yeah. It's just like, it was all water under the bridge at that yeah, point. Whatever. But like, I, I was shook to find out that you had a girlfriend. I think that's yes. like the first that I had heard of, like, about you in a long time. So, yeah. Take me through what the fuck went down between <laughs> us beating each other's ass and then you living in Chicago, because I think that's like kind of when because like in college you dated guys and yes. you yeah. like you told us all you were straight. Yeah, I mean, I told myself I was straight, too. Right. Like it wasn't like <laughs> I was hiding the ball from anyone more than I was hiding it for myself. But <laughs> yeah, I think I just. And I think also while we were talking about just like all the fights, I think a lot of my anger also came from that because there was a point my sophomore year where I was like, oh, I'm definitely gay, right? Like this is, but then you're just like, okay, that's not something that I can deal with right now. That's a later me problem. (laughs) That's a later me problem. That's me in two years problem. Okay. So that was, so sophomore year was like your first inkling that you might be gay like what like what was it it's interesting because like I'd had that feeling way before like as a child I knew and my parents knew but then it was just like we that doesn't happen in our family we don't do that here and so I was like okay then that's not something that I'll I'll deal with but then sophomore year you I I you know I didn't cover this but you grew up very religious like yeah, you're, you're, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, okay, I, I wasn't gonna. I so like say very, that. very, very religious. But, like, that yeah. was another story that like you yeah. like you did like the whole like Jehovah's Witness thing. And, yeah, like, like knocked on doors. Yes. Uh, like I did the entire thing. Yes, and like didn't you like break your hand one time because like someone like slammed your hand like in a door? No, no, that wasn't me. But some dude did when I was a kid. This really fucking really fucked up. Um, we knocked on the door and no one answered. And then you like stay there for a few more seconds and he shows up completely naked, just completely naked at the door. Uh, but yeah, just some weird shit happened with being a Jehovah's Witness. I mean, and you never, I mean, Jehovah's Witness, you don't celebrate holidays, birthdays. Birthdays, none of that. Very unique upbringing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, very, very unique. But, and one of the things is you can't, you're not supposed to go to college because they don't want you to like, they don't want you to like mingle, but really what it is is like critical thinking is bad for, (laughs) they don't want you to understand that this doesn't make sense, Um, which I hate to bash because like a lot of my family are still Jehovah's Witnesses, but food tomato. Um, (laughs) It's just not your, it's just not your jam anymore. So I grew up very religious. And so when I brought it up, when I was younger, it was like, no, we don't do that here. So, like, when you say brought it up, like, were you like, I like girls? Or, like... Yeah, to, to my parents. Yeah, I was like, oh, like, I, I have a crush on my friend. And they were like, no, that's not what that is. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that's, that's not what that is. Fine, that works. And there's this book that Jehovah's Witnesses have, and it's called, like, Young People Ask. And it's all the questions that you could have as a teenager. And one of them was about being gay. 
And it was the answer to that question in that book was, you're just going through normal hormonal shit. You're not actually gay. You can't be gay. And if you are, you just have to kind of marry someone of the opposite sex because that's what God would want. And I was like, okay. (laughs) It's like, all right. We're doing this thing. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you for that you lovely for that. <laughs> information. Yeah, oh so God. I just was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then I dated the same um, the same guy like throughout high school and I think my first year of college, who I am, he's also a Jehovah's Witness, pretty sure he's gay now, but I don't really Are like, you serious? I'm like 85% positive. I haven't checked on him in a while, though. Like, I don't do the whole checking on people. I remember you dating that guy. Wasn't it, like, crazy? Like, you guys were, like... He was... Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I won't even go... We don't have to go into the details, but it it was, like, a tumultuous relationship. It was tumultuous. (laughs) And it was probably because we were both gay. (laughs) I feel like that happens, though. Like, gay people in the closet, like, find each other. Yes. I feel like that yeah. does happen. Yeah, my girlfriend right now um, in high school also dated a dude, and a he's girlfriend? also gay. Yes. Oh, yes, what I do. What the fuck? Why am I just... Oh, my God, Charmaine, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Are you fucking kidding me? Literally, we're recording this, and I'm like, you know, Shantae, there's, like, always these things that you just drop on people, and, like, you don't tell us, and it's like, we're your friend, Shantae, like, just tell us. I, Bitch, what the fuck? Tell me you weren't dating her when I saw you in September. No, we were just talking at that point. I just, I, I met her on, no, I met her on Instagram and I just slid in her DMs like right before the okay. one. So All no. right, whatever. It's pretty no. Does yeah. anyone know? Um, yeah, like people I see at school. Do any of our friends know? Uh, probably not. Maybe Erica. <laughs> What the fuck? Anyway. But I like always just like randomly tell Erica shit. <laughs> Erica's the Erica's the keeper of secrets. Erica knows everything about everyone. <laughs> she really is. I'm trying to get her to come on the podcast too, so you know. Um, but yeah. Anyway, okay. Sorry. But yeah, coming I, out. Sorry, you're. No, I just you're really good. got distracted there. What the fuck? Um, okay. So your girlfriend at the time also dated a guy that was gay. Is that what you're saying? No, my current girlfriend dated someone that was gay. Your current but girlfriend. My, yeah, great. but during college, it was, I think the dating men thing was just very, it was easy. It was convenient. And I think I was able to lie to myself and be like, I don't know, like maybe other people feel this way about the men they're hooking up with. But then I would hear you guys talk about the men you were hooking up with. And I was like, I don't feel this way. <laughs> like, you, literally, didn't, you didn't feel like the... There was no emotional connection. It was never the sexual stuff. Like, obviously, they're, like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to go Okay, that I feel like, I don't know if you were just, like, putting out a front or whatever, but I did feel like you were sexually attracted to men. Attracted is a strong word. Okay, I, I don't know. You would, you would, okay, whatever then. You deserve a fucking Oscar. I will say, a lot of the time that I was hooking up with men, especially, well, in college i was drunk i was drunk like the entire time and here's the thing people think that when you're gay you can't notice when other like people of the opposite sex are attractive i have eyeballs i know when men are hot like i know but it's just not there for me and it's more for me about the the emotional connection i just can't i think i don't think they're stupid i think that's mean but i think that like (laughs) but like i listen to the stories right of like the things that my friends deal with and i'm just like i could never 
I just couldn't. You couldn't connect. You couldn't connect with a dumbass fucking Neanderthal man. <laughs> I couldn't connect. And like, there would be times where my friends would be like, oh, this guy never texted me back and all this other shit. And I'd be in my head like, damn, I really wish the men that I have hooked up with would stop texting me back. Like, I don't, because I feel bad because there's nothing there for me emotionally. Um, and for a long time, I thought that meant that there was something wrong with me just generally that I connect with. It's so partners. interesting you say that because I literally feel the exact opposite. Obviously, I'm straight, but like, yeah. it's like, se- like I would say, like, I have eyeballs with women and like sex, but I could like totally, like, sexually, I like, I'm like, oh, like women are like, yeah, like I think women are way more beautiful than men, and like, yes, I, agree. I obviously, <laughs> um, and, but like, I don't, I could never feel the emotional connection with a woman, yeah, than I do with a man, but like sexually like uh, whatever and is that kind of like what you're saying because you would like hook up with guys and stuff um i guess you didn't have never up with guys was i i did but it was it was never did. i did but it was never i i'm sorry mom it was like never satisfying like i never was <laughs> like this is fun it would be like okay are you done this is done. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, hurry up, hurry and up. It yeah. was just, like, the last time that I hooked up with a man, I was like, I literally asked him what the score of the game was. Like, during? Yes. <laughs> I asked him, and he was like, why are you not here, you're like, not present? This? And I was like, I don't know. Like, but oh. that, was, that was the last time, and, I mean, I'd met, I'd met other lesbians in college, but they weren't, like, super out, and I don't... No, I feel like there were a lot of lesbians in our sorority um, that were correct. not out. That correct. were not out. Correct. Like, honestly, it was like I was shook when I found out you were a lesbian, but I'm like, well, like, I swear to God, half of our fucking sorority has been coming out and having partners and whatever, so I'm like, well, yeah. okay. Not surprising. <laughs> yeah, no. Not that surprising. Yeah, but it was just a lot of me not connecting with men emotionally and really sex or hooking up felt like a chore like it didn't mm. feel fun and like I you were that, doing it just kind of not to fit in i but. was do yeah no i was i a lot of it was like this is what people are doing because everyone around me was like i'm hooking up with this person and that person and this person and it's like okay and then you learn to just be okay with it right and then at some point i was like no it's like, well, you're just going to marry a man, okay? That's what you're going to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, okay, this is just what it's going to be. And honestly... Did you think I, maybe if you met the right guy, it would change? Like, but Or did you know, like, this is because I like women? No, I knew it was because I liked women. I absolutely knew it was because I liked women. Because then I met a woman my sophomore year, or I met a girl my sophomore year. And we that was the first time I, like, actually hooked up with another girl. I'm not gonna go into detail. Sophomore year of college, you hooked up with a girl and we didn't know? No one, no one knew. Something that resonated with me with, I think it was Sammy's episode, was when she was talking about when she would like get drunk and be afraid that she would just like spill the beans. Yeah. I think that was, that's how I felt constantly. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna just spit it out. Um, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna spit it out and it's gonna be bad. And then no one's gonna talk to me and it's gonna be a whole thing. And so I just kept it under wraps. We wouldn't talk to you. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't, 
I didn't give anyone enough credit. I didn't give my friends enough credit. I didn't give my parents enough credit. I was like, everyone's going to stop talking to me, and this is going to be the fucking worst thing that's ever happened, so I just have to not say it to anyone and just keep pretending. It breaks my heart. No, it was awful. It was fucking awful. Um, I can't remember. When did I decide that, like, I had to? Oh, after my dad died, I was like, this is, I have to tell someone what that I'm gay. What year was that? That was my junior year. It was March of my junior year. So it was like a full year of me just being like, I can't tell anyone this. I can't tell anyone this. I know the truth. Um, And then my dad died. And like literally one of the last conversations I had with my dad was like, he was just like, you know, you can tell me like whatever, right? Like whatever you want to tell me, you can tell me. And I am 95% sure my dad was just begging for me to be like, dad, I'm gay. (laughs) But I just didn't do it. And then he passed away and I was like, I can't, I can't do this thing anymore where I'm like keeping secrets from people or just not letting people know me fully. And I just have to accept myself. And if I do lose friends or family because of it, then I'll deal with that when I deal with it. And I just, I just started coming out in like the most random ways. Beautiful. Oh it no! Was, in a very typical Shantae way, she's like, "By the way, I'm gay." <laughs> like a very I mean, casual conversation. I sent Courtney a meme that was like, "If you're reading this, I'm gay." That was literally how I came out to Courtney. <laughs> oh I swear to fucking god, <laughs> I was like, "I'm just gonna do it in the most random ways." The only, the only person where I think there were two people where it was like a full production, um, and that was oh my, my fresh, my freshman year roommates. The first person I told. And the reason why I told her is because we were still friends, but we weren't close enough to where, like, if she reacted poorly, my entire friend group would implode. She wasn't connected to, like, yeah, to my, like, core group of friends. So I was like, if I tell this person um, and she accepts me, I'll feel more comfortable. And she was, like, very accepting, very kind. And I think that if she hadn't been as kind as she was, I would have been closeted for the rest of college. Like, I absolutely would have been closeted. So I'm very grateful to her forever for being like super super nice about it i didn't find out for a long time i'm like shit i don't think i found i mean because obviously we weren't friends i didn't yeah i don't think i found out you were gay i was still there junior year but that's like when we weren't friends oh yeah yeah so So no one told me and like and when i say we weren't friends like that our i kind of like left that whole friend group yeah pretty much yeah um yeah that was a whole production too but no, I, I didn't find out till I lived in Chicago, I feel. Well, was I wasn't like years really, later. I wasn't really, like, coming out to everyone at that point, though. So no, it was just, yeah. like, you a were, few like, people. You telling your close people. Yeah, it was just a yeah. few people. And I didn't tell my mom until I went to grad school. Like, when, literally the day I got to Rome, I called my mom. And I recorded the call, and I still have the recording of the call, because I was like, this is the last time my mom's ever going to talk to me. Oh, I was convinced that... I was never going to hear my mom's voice again, and this is so sad. Oh, my God. I told her, and she was like, oh, yeah, like, I figured. I know. And I was was like, okay. And I was like, are you mad? And she was like, no. (laughs) Are you happy? She was literally just like, are you happy? Are you you doing okay? Are you healthy? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, Mm. yeah, cool. Like, just let me know if I need to, like, if I'm ever saying anything that I need to change the way I'm speaking or anything like that, uh, my mom's been super good about that. Uh, You're like, you love me. You yeah, really I love was, me. I was fucking convinced that I was never talking to my mom again. That was it. That oh, was it. Um, but yeah, no, it's we've been closer than ever, too, since then. 
which is Isn't awesome. It's amazing how like getting really vulnerable can like just bring you closer yeah, to people. It's crazy. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, some people it the people that it distances you from are like people that you should be distant from. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, like I haven't like, spoken to a good portion of my family since coming out, and. I mean, that's good for you. But also, like, yeah, I don't need to be around someone that doesn't accept me. Um, And, like, it's, I'm just, like, I don't know. (laughs) I guess I don't understand how it's a big deal. (laughs) Literally just gay. It doesn't affect you at all. I like girls. Okay, whatever, dude. Yeah, so it's, yeah. But that whole thing happened, and I'm very glad that it happened when it happened, because. So you came out to mom, so your dad passed away junior year, and then you came out to mom. Twenty four, yeah, and then I came out to my mom in like late twenty fifteen. Okay, so there was a while in between yeah. that, and then we graduated. Well, I graduated the year before, but you graduated, yeah. and then did you? Why do I feel like you took a year off? I didn't. So I graduated in May, and then I went to Rome in September. I think. Yeah, I went to Rome in September. Such a badass, you guys. Shantae is like one of the most educated bitches that will be on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to Rome like months later. What did you go to grad school for? International relations. That's At right. that point, That's I right. thought I, because of the bagel incident, I was like, oh, law school is on Wait, 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 fuck. Pause, pause. Go back. You let me skip over that. Part. Yeah, yeah, I did. That was a fucking disaster. Oh okay, my wait, God. I'm sorry. So, Shantae in college, like, we have in the last 40 minutes really drilled into your brains that we were, like, fucked up in college. Degenerate. Um, and totally degenerate. And Shantae, like, a couple of our other friends that got arrested, I never got arrested. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, Shantae joined that club. So, can you just tell us the bagel story? Yeah, I mean, we had just, we were all very big sports fans, or maybe not big sports not fans, me, but at but, least you, but, like, showed up to the events where we were, <laughs> you know, like, like there's wasn't. a reason to drink and, like, eat some food, like, whatever, people that would was, show that up. That was me, that was yeah. me. But all of our other friends were, yes, very, very, like, into MSU sports. Yes, yes. Still, still very are. much so, yeah. Still are, yeah. So, we went to... A bar. I don't remember what bar. It doesn't matter. But we went to a bar and we were watching the game. And I think that day we beat Louisville to go. I want to say the Elite Eight, but it could have been the Sweet 16. I don't remember. But everyone knows that, like, after a big game, you just go to Cedar Village. That's just what you do. So Cedar Village at Michigan (laughs) State um, is a group of, like, apartments that are right across the street from campus. And it's just, like, literally since they were built, I think, in, like, the 60s or 70s, it has just been, like, notorious for being just a shit show. And then there's, like, a bunch of fraternities that, like, back up to Cedar Village. And so it's just, like, every time, like Shantae just said, there's, like, a big event at MSU, like, Cedar Village gets really rowdy and when you hear like oh MSU they like burn the couches there like that's where they set the couches on fire and like do all that crazy shit so anyway you went to Cedar Village after during March Madness yes I went to Cedar Village I remember getting out of the car and looking at the people around me and being like I cannot fucking get arrested because at that point I was like preparing to start like law school admission stuff um I get there and someone's like throwing bagels outside of their window and a bagel landed at my feet. I picked it up, 
And I fucking threw it because I was like, oh, this can't possibly be illegal. This is the I, one legal I, I thing happening up. here. I picked it up and I threw that bag in the air. And there I was threw like a it. lot of people throwing bagels. Like there was a lot of everyone bagels was throwing bagels. Throwing. Why everyone were they throwing was... bagels? I, there was a reason. I can't remember. Um, someone had just gotten off work. Someone that lived in Cedar Village, and he was like hanging out of his window and just. And he worked at the bagel place. Uh, I think it was like beggars or something Brugers like that. Burgers. There we go. <laughs> and he just dumped the bagels out of his window, and people were just like, okay, worth the throwing the bagels now and i before my arm is even fully back at my side from throwing this bagel i'm in fucking handcuffs okay do you feel like that you're racially profiled like dead ass Um, i'm not even i'm laughing but seriously i was the only i mean i was the only black person i got arrested but i was also the only black person that was throwing bagels like i don't but you were throwing bagels like i think everyone I mean, other people got arrested for throwing bagels. I don't know that I would say I was racially profiled. I think I was an idiot, and okay. I, right, looked, I looked that's a cop dead in the eye before I threw it. So it was like content. it was idiotic behavior. I didn't think it was illegal, but like that's not an excuse. It was idiotic behavior. I got arrested. You were twenty one too at that point. Yeah, I was yeah. twenty one, and I wasn't even drunk. We all had to. Yeah, you were we, sober. We all had that. to do breathalyzers when we got there, and there were a bunch of eighteen year olds that were like twice the legal limit. And the officer, when I did my breathalyzer, was like, "You're not drunk," and I was like, "No." Like, just let me go. And at that point, I didn't know if the friends that I came with saw me get arrested because we had gotten so, like, disconnected. Yeah. And so I was convinced I was just going to stay there overnight. But then, of course, Courtney comes through with the bail money and bails me out. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah, Courtney was and it for was, that. It sucked because I remember it being a joke immediately. But inside, I was like, oh, my life's ruined. I'm not going to well school. This is over for me. I was, like, crying internally and laughing on the outside. Like, oh, oh that's so be crying externally. If I got arrested, I'd be, like, that bitch in the back seat, like... Dude, one of our friends, I'm not going to name her by name, this is, this is embarrassing, but, like, when she got arrested, she was hammered, and she was, like, trying to seduce the officer, like, try, like she's like, I will suck your penis if you let me go right now, and they were like, no, shut the fuck up. No. Not going to name who that is, but you know who you are. <laughs> I hope you're knows, cringing right now. Sade <laughs> knows who you are, too. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. But yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, that happened. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I just remember it was like Shantae's sober. She just got arrested for throwing a bagel in Cedar I was so mad. I was so mad and I was convinced my life was over. I was yeah, legitimately I convinced that that was it. Yeah, it I would have been too. Oh, it was such a dramatic reaction so is that to someone why you throwing went a bagel. To, is that why you went to grad school instead of law school? Yeah. I went to grad oh, school shit. instead of law school because I was like, I am not... I'm not, I'm not done with school. Um, at that point, I figured, okay, I'll just like try to be a professor or something. But then I got to grad school, and I was like, no, I really want to go to law school. I really want to be a lawyer. I'm going to finish this program and figure out what the next steps are for me to go to law school. And honestly, that ended up being a blessing in disguise because the law schools I was looking at at the time wouldn't have gotten me to the point that I want to get to or that I've almost gotten to. Um, so the delay was just a blessing in disguise, really. I mean, it was but, cool. You got to live abroad, too. Yeah, I got to know. live in Rome for two oh, years and, like, <laughs> and just, like, hang out and travel every weekend. That was pretty sick. So, I mean, I can't complain too much, but... Yeah. So when... Were you dating when you were in Rome? Um, I started dating um, my ex, like, right... 
right when I got to Rome. And this is a very did like, you meet her in Rome? I, but she was from Michigan or whatever, like Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. No, no. She happened to be abroad that summer too, like the first summer that I was in Rome. She oh, was in okay. she was in London for like a study abroad study program. Abroad. And so we, it was easy because when we just met every weekend, we like met in a different fucking country. It was sick. It was really, really nice. Yeah. Um, but we also just like argued every time we met up. And I'm like, Wait, if we did can't... you start your little romance in college? No, no, not until oh. after college. Oh, no. Okay. So there was okay. <laughs> no, she was. There wasn't anything like shady going on. No, she. Like, no, fuck no, no. She was dating someone else, and also like. We just weren't friends. This happens to a lot of queer people. You know what? Let me just speak for myself. It happened to me. When you come out and, like, the first gay person that you really know, you're like, let's date. Let's just date. Let's do it. Like We are the same. We're dating now. Um, And it's hard because it's, like, the best way for me to explain it is that, like, the development that a lot of people went through in high school and, like, all those younger years of dating – I had just delayed for years. Um, And so I was at that phase where, like, I don't know, you're gay, I'm gay, let's date. (laughs) But, like, that wasn't, she wasn't the first gay person you met. Like, you hooked up, or you hooked up with someone. No, but she was the first, like, serious gay person that I met, you know? Like, the the person. Yeah, she was, like, out and, like... So were the the people you were hooking up with before, like, not All posited. The first person I hooked up with is still dating men, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Like, almost positive. (laughs) So she was, like, the first person that was, like, out and willing to, like, do the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I should have... You know what? No. I do not regret a thing. (laughs) (laughs) No. No regrets here. No regrets, okay? You get a tattoo on your back. No regrets. Um, (laughs) It got you to where you are. It did. It absolutely did. I mean, it was a very long... I think it was like three and a half years or something like that that we dated, um, and we lived together. And lesbians do this thing where, like, it's just very intense, very soon, and no matter how lot, bad it a is, lot of feminine energy in a relationship. Yes, like, no matter how bad it is, we're just gonna we're gonna stick it through, and we're just gonna <laughs> see it that's through. That's what women do. At least that's yes. what I do. Yeah, exactly. So you get double that in a relationship, oh, and it can be so bad. Yeah, um, especially when it's your first like. And it wasn't her first relationship with a woman, but it was my first relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever, like, we're going to do this thing. We're going to figure it out. Um, so, yeah, that was. And then we moved to Chicago together and we lived together for a bit. We got three fucking pets together. Like, we did. Oh, I know. You like, we, we, we've connected over the love for our cats. We did it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you we like, did we, it. You, you like, we're going to like, this is my person. Like, we're going to be together for the long haul. I'm sorry. When you get a pet with someone, like I said in my That's episode. a commitment. It's a commitment. I know it's not a ring and I know it's not like a marriage and whatever. But like, what the fuck? That's like. I don't know. You are like your pets. Like, I'm with my pets. It's like, that's my child. Yeah. Like, we had three living beings relying on us not to being a disaster. Exactly. Yeah. But we, yeah, did that whole thing. I can't think of... uh, It was just bad. It wasn't great. (laughs) Yeah, I know you don't want to go into, like, that whole thing, but... Yeah. So that was your first relationship. When did that end? That ended right before law school. And I... 
it should have ended much earlier. Can I tell you what the last straw was? Okay, so <laughs> no. So I really, really, really want kids. Like I yeah. do not care what anyone says. I'm having kids. That actually it's, really surprises me. Because I want kids so bad. In badly. college, I feel like you and our other friends were like, "I'm never having a baby," and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to be a mom." <laughs> yeah, like, and now I'm like, I cannot wait. To have oh, a child. I love that. I knew that y'all were gonna change your mind. Yeah, of, no, I needed to grow up. Yeah, I needed to grow up, and now I'm like, I can't wait to have kids, and like, I don't care. Um, obviously, I'm black, and I I've dated white women, I've dated black women, um, but my kid's gonna be black, no matter. No matter who I date, even if it's like a biracial black kid I mean, or not, I guess you kind of get the the option. I get to choose. <laughs> to determine their and race. I, exactly, I get to choose. It's expensive, but I get the choice. That's amazing. <laughs> Good for you. And I, I guess a thing with interracial dating that's always tough, especially yeah, in the queer community. Yeah, let's talk about this. I I really not that like I I don't not that you're like the token black girl or whatever but i think it's like really interesting like uh dating as a woman of color i think it's whether you're gay or straight i think it's so tough it's so tough yeah it's different it's very different like especially if you're and i've always been in such white spaces that like i've dated white women a lot um my current girlfriend's black um oh and i think i can't wait to get to that part (laughs) (laughs) and so it like it, it helps right um but i've always known i wanted children but one thing that you have to consider when you're in an interracial relationship is does this person understand my pov as a black person right like does this person understand the shit that i'm going through beep beep i'm interrupting this story not for any type of advertisement, but because Shantae and I mutually agreed that the next couple of minutes um, of the story she was telling, we didn't feel was necessary to include just to protect Shantae um, and not just her privacy, but just to protect her um, and the sensitivity to what she shared. But I wanted I couldn't just cut out that whole section because I think she made a really important point about interracial relationships and a POV as a person of color and that if you are a white partner and you are in an interracial relationship like it is your responsibility to understand that your significant other's experience is different than yours and if that's not something that you're willing to look at and reflect on and have conversations around with your partner then you're probably not cut out for an interracial relationship and so I I I thought it was critical for me to leave that this parted in the next couple minutes but there's just a chunk that I had to cut out and it makes no sense so anyway sorry for the slight interruption um back to the story and I was like you realize what you just did right like you realize that Mm -hmm. I am black and our experiences are different and that you just put me in a really shitty position and it just it it just devolved into just screaming and being like you're being dramatic um black people don't have it that bad black people aren't like there's no threat and all this other shit and I was like I can't have a kid with someone who doesn't understand this like doesn't because well, yeah like your kid is gonna have is gonna be black like you exactly. said especially it's if like... i have a son like no no yeah. no way yeah absolutely not yeah. so that for me was the last straw and there should have been there were many straws <laughs> that should have been the last straw but <laughs> that for me yeah that for me was when i was like no <laughs> so you went so okay so you went into law school single yes yes i did yeah 
beautiful and honestly you know as our good friend erica said she's like i'm never dating anyone in my section in law school and i'm never gonna have a social suicide and it's social suicide (laughs) you were following her advice she didn't follow her own advice i also didn't follow her advice but oh wait a minute wait a minute Go back. <laughs> I dated someone. someone else. Yeah, I dated. Well, not in my section, <laughs> but in my um, my class. Okay. Yeah, but our school is so small. Like, I'm pretty sure our school is smaller than Erica's was. Okay. Um, I think there's like 130 of us in my class, okay. and I dated someone else, and it was a disaster, and it like fell apart. And I should have just listened to Erica. This was like a little bit of social suicide. <laughs> did, it, did it really like ostracize you? Like no, I think it ostracized. Group? No, I think it ostracized her more than it did me. But I felt bad that that happened. Uh, um, okay. How long did you date her for? Uh, five months, I think. Not very long, but like still substantial. Long, yeah, long enough. And like our school is in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. And we're in one building, so it's like a high school. We have lockers and prom. Like, it's like a high school. (laughs) We have lockers and prom. Well, I know a lot of law schools do have prom. Because America did, too. Yeah, we have prom. So it's very, (laughs) very high school. We have lockers and prom. (laughs) We do. And a cafeteria. And, like, it's it's a mess. It's a whole high school experience. It it is. It's gross. (laughs) But we've all since moved on. That was the beginning of law school. Thank God. Okay, so you're finishing up law school. You're, like, at the end of your program. I am. I graduate in May. So eight weeks from now. Oh, my God. Very fucking You take the bar this summer? Oh, my God. Yeah, I take the bar in July. Every time someone asks me that, I'm like, please don't talk about that. Just (laughs) Just pretend it's not happening. Listen, I'm just saying, if you need a character reference, I gave Erica a glowing character reference. If I do get her to come on the pod, I might read it out loud because it's a tearjerker. Is it really? I love that. Um, Yeah, it's really good. And I'm a psychologist. A very good character reference. Oh, I should have thought about that. I already submitted my submitted God all of my damn shit. It. Well, you know, I wanted to get I, it out of the way. So. If any of my friends are listening and they need a character reference, your psychologist friend is a good one. Okay, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. I should have thought I'm about that. Just saying. Um, no, I did it for Erica, and uh, it, it's it's hilarious. So anyway, yeah, that's that. The bar. If you don't know anyone that has gone through law school, it like takes over your life. <laughs> for like a half a year at least i mean well maybe a year how long have you how long do you study for the bar a long time uh, no you study for like three months you study for the summer three months wait i need you to like bring it back to your current girlfriend oh my I, need God. You to fill, I don't even need you to fill the podcast in. like i need you to fill me in like what the fuck i i saw you at our friend erica's wedding in september you were single yeah. as a pringle as was I, and still am. Um, so, where, where, what, how? First of all, after I spent like a year and a half very single, um, like not no dating apps, no nothing, and yeah, I that's told what myself right now. at the end of not the end, the beginning of the past summer, I was like, I am. If I find someone, it's just not going to be on dating apps. Like I just know that because I was thinking I'm ready to start dating again. And I thought about downloading dating apps, but I was like, that's just not going to happen. I feel like it's way harder for lesbians on dating apps, though. It's so bad, because you know what it is? Half the people are like, oh, I'm just looking here, experimenting. Um, a good quarter yeah. of the people are like, we're looking for a third, and it's like a couple <laughs> oh. with their their heads not in the photos at all. Um, and then like, another I quarter, don't be your third. it's so bad. And then another quarter is just like, 
guys like, oh, forgot to change to male. <laughs> and it's like, no, <laughs> no, you did not forget. And then like a lot of a lot of lesbians on those dating apps, like there's no shade. Um, just want to be married like right away. And that's just not who I am. Um, at this so point you either life. have like girls that just want to fuck couples that are trying to do a threesome and girls that are like, we're getting married yesterday. Yes. So and like all I three am... of those buckets are not it. Like, no, not those are not it. So I was like, you know what? It's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen just wherever, whenever. And I just need to just be living my life and not give a fuck. And I was on my Instagram explore page, like the middle of August. And I saw this like lesbian publication their post was in it. Um, it's called Auto Straddle. And I was what like, oh, let me. Auto Straddle? <laughs> is the name, the connotation, what I think it is? Like... Yes. <laughs> and so it's actually. Definitely checking this out. <laughs> and it's not. And the thing is, the name sounds like it's all about sex, and it's really not. It's kind of. It's actually very cool. It's Wait, an indie pub. Like it's an A-U-T-O, indie pub. I'm going to like pull it. Yeah. AUTO Straddle. Right now. Yeah, so they posted they posted an article that had been written by this woman, and I saw it. They tag the writers in it, and I Ooh, saw. I like I went the to, bio. It says "Queers on the Edge." I'm definitely it's, following this. It's fucking amazing. I love Autostraddle. Um, the suggested are also amazing. The Lesbian Bar Project, Lesbian Art History. Oh, this is gonna See? be like a rabbit hole. Oh, it's, fuck. it's amazing. <laughs> I fucking love it. But Dude. they posted they posted an article. Um, and they like, I hadn't, I'd heard about it before auto struggle, but I would have, whatever. I've never been the kind of gay that's like, I'm going to follow a bunch of gay shit on Instagram. Like, that's just not me. You're not that kind of person about anything. No, I'm just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't yeah. posted on Instagram in like four years. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, whatever. I hate you. <laughs> um, but they posted an article and I really liked the article and they tagged the writer in it. I went to her profile. I was like, oh, she's hot. Um, and then <laughs> just followed her. And then I slid in her DMs once. And she kind of just hit me with the like. And I was like, all right, whatever. That's fine. Uh, my ego's a little bruised. It's fine. Shot, shot my shot. Did, did, like, where does she live? She lives in Chicago. Oh, my God. I'm dead. Okay, so and you, like, slid so in her DMs. I slid in what her DMs. What did you say? I need to know. No. <laughs> Absolutely the fuck not. It was a, okay. It was a reaction to her story, and she looked okay. amazed in her story. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm shooting my shot for sure." And oh, I did. Yes. And then she just hit me with the like, and I was like, "All right, all right." Okay. Not cool. to be deterred. I was like, "Whatever." You and also like, haven't posted in four years, so I yeah. was saying, if a guy slides into my DMs and he hasn't posted a picture in four years, I'm not necessarily like no, and like I have him. no, I have eleven posts. I'm private as fuck. My bio's mind your business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's is not very really? inviting. Yeah, like, it's not really inviting. <laughs> <laughs> it's mind your business. It's Do not you, inviting. Can you tell like I don't mind my own business literally ever. <laughs> dad wait i need to see if this is really your bio or you're just fucking with me. it's like it's underscore yeah yeah like i yeah, don't know it is it is you guys <laughs> and okay no none of your posts are of you no <laughs> no you literally don't have one picture of yourself no. obviously this bitch is gonna be like uh yeah thanks i guess you could be no. a dude for all i know it's oh my god and she like has oh my god Whew, that's so she funny. has quite okay, a few you're, more you're, you're 
like profile picture is you. That's fair. yeah. My but profile picture is me. Literally, all of her pictures, you guys, are just like city places and places she's traveled to. I literally fucking hate you. Okay, keep going. But um, yeah, I did that, and then a few weeks later was Bachelorette in Scottsdale. Yeah. And she posted the trip of a lifetime. No, that was like seriously the most expensive drunken weekend I've ever. Oh, um, I don't even. I still don't know how much money I spent that I don't weekend, and I don't it. wish to know. Erica, if you're listening, I know you are. I'm still salty about it. Okay, that was absurd. And it was I'm not so good afraid. though. I'm, it was so fun. No, it, it was. It was, it was a so fun good. time. Did it need to be like two grand? No, but you know it was, was a it great time. Grand? Jesus, Ugh, I think I spent close to two grand on that trip. Yeah, probably. Oh fuck. It's fine. Um, three days but she there. she posted another story that weekend, and I was like drunk and feeling pretty old. So like, when we that, were in Scottsdale, yeah, I was like okay. feeling very bold, and I, and I like slid in her DMs again. And this time she was like, I kind of want to follow you because she wasn't following me at this point either. Like, so she had no idea what my profile looked like. <laughs> and she was like, she I didn't really need wanna... to follow you to get any more information. <laughs> no. She was like, I want to follow you to see what Do you, you look like. Do you even post captions on your pictures? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I doubt it. I doubt you do. Wait, wait. I think I do, but they're never oh, like literally funny back captions. An emo- I pull one up. I'm like, what's the caption? It's an emoji of palm trees. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> You guys, I said Shantae was a private person. Like, I'm not joking. Like, oh mo- your, your captions are one sentence or emojis. I will okay. say I had a lot more posts before, but they were like me and my ex, so I just deleted them. I you was like, like archive. I, yeah. Do you, no, did you I delete didn't or archive? Oh, I deleted. I, fuck that. I deleted them. I don't I need have, that I energy. Say I have all mine archived. In my life. I. Mm, I just, I don't just care. not that I would ever put them there's I know for a fact I will never put them back yeah. on there. I just am nosy as fuck and I feel like any child I bear is gonna be nosy as fuck and they're like mm-hmm. I always wanna see pictures of my parents' exes and that's like really weird. But no, I'm like yeah. fascinated by it. So like I just save it for my kids. Maybe they won't give a fuck, but most people my kids don't. are just gonna have to not give a fuck. Yeah, they probably if they're your child, like they probably won't. So. No, probably like I don't care. Yeah, like literally don't care. Okay, so yes, you're very private. So the show she was like, okay, like you were I having an exchange. You to see, yeah, she was like, I want to see what you look like. And like, I oh, actually that's not posted. Possible. No, I posted a story that day from like out at the bar. I think it was like a video that Jordan took of me or something. Oh, okay. And so it was on my story, and she saw it, and then we started talking from there, and like... I have a super cute photo of us from Scottsdale that I'm actually really excited to share. Oh, at brunch? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, It's really cute. It's a really cute picture. I'm like, wait, I haven't posted it. I get get to post it now. Yeah, Um, so that's what she... That's It was that same day, because we went to a bar after that, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and I was wearing that same outfit, and that's the picture she saw, and yeah, we started talking (sighs) from there. That's amazing. And, yeah, yeah. So you were like hooking, like not hooking up. You were so like. D- wait, do you live in Chicago now? Or are you still? In I don't. Good old I live in. Uh, I live in good old Champagne, but it's like a two. <laughs> okay. She literally left um, yesterday. Like she was here visiting, and so like how like is it the same? And like, well, I guess you haven't been in a straight relationship in some time now. And but like, <laughs> how does that work with like? Is it different with lesbians or like like you? How do you, do you establish? Mean? How do you establish you're a couple? Oh, I I was like, 
Okay, so I'm not hooking up with anyone else, <laughs> and you're not hooking up with anyone else. Will, will you just like let's make this official? It's the same thing. Okay, it's the same thing. I think we might agonize it over more over it more than straight couples, mainly the men in straight couples. Like pretty much agony for me. <laughs> we also don't like. I don't. At least. My current girlfriend and I, we don't, like, beat around the bush about anything. We're both like, you're not hooking up with other people, right? Good. Um, I don't think there's any, like, I wonder if they're hooking up with other people. We're just like, no, I'm not. Yeah, it's just very direct. Yeah. I think, I think which you is, that. Yeah, which is very nice. I haven't, there's not been a moment where I didn't know where I stood with her. So I think that's that's the kind of shit that I need. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And and she's you said she's black too, so like yeah, you guys have that like under like not understanding, yeah. but you know, no, you there's an the understanding. Experience. Yeah, we have. I mean, we have different experiences because she's from a different. She's from uh, Michigan. She's from Detroit. Um, we have different experiences, but we understand. Is she from Detroit? She from Detroit or she's she... from she's from Detroit. Yeah, she's okay. like actually from Detroit. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm like, we and... have enough local listeners to know. No, like, she's like, like from when Detroit. You say you're from Detroit. Are you really? Okay. No, really. she's actually from Detroit, and it's funny because when we first met, I was like, oh, I was like raised in Detroit, and she was like, where? And I was like, well, like I was raised. <laughs> <laughs> well, was Warren, actually. Ah, yikes! And she was like, that's not Detroit. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, she's like I'm on the east side, bitch. You're like okay. Yeah, no, she's like actually from Detroit. It's it's wonderful. That cool. No, No, that's awesome. And then she relocated to Chicago, and like the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, she's been in Chicago for like ten years now. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. you. I can't believe this is how I found out that you have a girlfriend. (laughs) This is probably how our other friends are gonna find out too. That actually really entertains me. It's like a very me thing to do. Oh, like literally, I don't. I'm so glad that this just happened because I don't think people understand like how casually you just drop bombs on people. Like it's like, dude, like what? Like really? Like you like really just had to like? It's I love it though. You know, I like. I mean, I don't. You're not overly dramatic. You just kind of like say what they are. How, how do you feel like before we go i want i want to talk a little bit about therapy how okay. do you feel like therapy has supported your coming out process and like finding your identity and just being you and like standing in that um therapy's been super helpful i think mainly therapy because when i first came out and i think maybe a lot of people do this you like go really hard and you're like i am so gay everything is gay and i (laughs) i'm like is gay (laughs) and there are some people that are like genuinely like that but that's just not my personality and that's Mm -hmm. i I think i overcorrected because i felt like i'd missed out and therapy has been like you can still just be you and be chill about it and like be as gay as you are and like very very gay but also i don't need to be like i don't know I'm never going to have a pride flag on my car. I'm never going to have... And it's not kind because like, I'm... Well, kind of what Sammy said in her episode of, like, yeah, like, I'm trans, but, like, that's not really all I am. Yeah, like, I am right? other like, things. Yeah. Yeah. And I've met people where, like, that is their personality, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no shade to those people. That's just not me. It's never going to be me. Um, and so I think therapy has, like, allowed me to be comfortable with that. And I also think therapy has allowed me to be, like, just more comfortable with our feelings and like realizing that 
I can be like for you connecting with a therapist because I feel like you are like a hard nut to crack and I am a therapist myself so like as a client Um, that would that would like how did you find a fit for somebody that like and obviously you go to therapy knowing that you want to open up and you have goals and so as someone is that is driven and ambitious as you if you set out to do something like I know you're going to put your all into it so maybe it wasn't that hard but how did you navigate that like having developing that level of comfortability to like really dive into some really personal stuff that you would never talk to any of your friends or family about um, I think I went through a couple of therapists before I found the right fit. Like my first one was a guy and I was like, he's gay. He's going to understand. And it just wasn't working. He was also Italian. So a lot of it was like broken Italian. And I was like, this isn't working. And then I got what? to. Chicago. So did you start therapy in Rome? I did. Yeah, oh, I did. Oh, interesting. You did like yeah. international therapy. That's yeah, I started cool. therapy in Rome and then I got to Chicago and I found a therapist there, but she was more like, it was, it just wasn't a fit. And then I got to law school and it just happened that I got the right person for me the first try at the school. Well, that and I, wasn't, well yeah, but that wasn't your first try. Like, you'd been to yeah, a couple but, Yeah, but I mean, here. And also, usually you only get a few sessions before they're like, okay, we have to serve other people. Um, and this was my first year of law school. And she was like, I think that we need to... <laughs> <laughs> maybe a few more sessions and it's now been two years <laughs> we need to like you need therapy yeah. you like start going through like, your whole trauma story and she's like Mm, okay. <laughs> it's hilarious because I, I thought that like all of my friends in law school have all been to therapy at some point because we're all just like very type A yeah. um, but they all are like oh, it sucks because you only get a few sessions and I'm like ah <laughs> not if you're fucked up enough <laughs> but she's been super super helpful like through throughout law school honestly yeah. i'm kind of sad because after law school I'm, my insurance isn't going to cover her because she works at the school and i'm really bummed because now i have to like open up to someone else but i will say there was one session i think it was like my second session where i like finally was like you know what i came to therapy to do therapy i have to just do therapy and i'm yeah. pretty sure i spent 45 minutes just crying like, I don't know how many words I said to her, but I was just crying for, like, 45 well, like, minutes. I don't, I don't think people understand because they don't know you, like, of how um, much of a breakthrough that was because yeah. you had such a hard time connecting with your feelings. And, like, what yeah. you were saying in the top of the episode of, like, that's partly why I was so angry. Like, I wasn't yeah. connecting and, like, getting that level of vulnerability. So, like, that's beautiful that yeah. she, like... Awesome. You found someone to hold that space for you to like drop into some shit that you hadn't c- tapped into in ever. years, ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was wonderful. Yeah, it is, and I especially like you know we, everyone copes in different ways. Like obviously for me, like I cope by oversharing, <laughs> and like you cope, the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and you cope by undersharing. So uh-huh. I, I feel yeah. like. They're yeah. like going to therapy and finding a fit like is a, is a happy medium of like giving you a private space to like really just process some yeah. really difficult shit. Yeah. And I think I've also just through the process of therapy have learned that like vulnerability is OK. Like now I talk about my feelings all the time. I'm very OK with talking about my feelings. I'm I always try to recognize why I'm feeling what how I'm feeling but I'm not like trying to overanalyze it in a way that 
is making it no longer a feeling. I sometimes just sit in that shit because sometimes you need to just sit in it. Dude, like, yes. it's like, oh you just God. need to feel it. Like, if literally none of you take anything away from today's episode other than you need to just sit in your shit, sit in your shit. <laughs> Honestly, just feel yes. it. Um, like, yeah, feeling so. your feelings. That's, that is something that was a big takeaway. That is a big takeaway for therapy with me too. And then I'm also if you heard my episode you know this I also work with a life coach and that is um also a big piece of what my life coach teaches of like sometimes you need to feel your feelings feel your grief be in that because unless you do that like that's a critical step and if you miss that step you cannot heal you cannot move forward and you're always just gonna be like trying to claw your way out if you just just don't avoid it like feel it and then move on and I feel like that is such a big part of what therapy is and i think people that don't go to therapy miss that yeah it's important it's so important that's what i when i said i spent like a year and a half single like that's what i was doing i was literally just sitting in it and there were times where i was like i don't want to feel this i want validation from a woman (laughs) like that's just that's just not that's not gonna help that's just uh i don't know it's just fantastic to not feel it that is all my work with my coach like literally she's like you're just not getting any validation from men like you have to retrain your brain yeah to accept validation from yourself like you and like my therapist and i always talk about like how are you going to take care of you and not just like oh self-care but like literally how are you going to create a relationship with yourself that you're trusting that you don't need external validation sexually romantically whatever and like i feel like that's such a that's such a common thread for so many women that like you I don't know where the I don't know where the fuck it comes from. I think it comes from childhood trauma. I think it yeah. comes from society and media and lots of, there's and friends and like lots of different things, but especially at our age too. Yeah, like I feel like it's yeah. super hard. Yeah. There's so many messages that have just been pounded into our head. It's like if nobody is romantically or sexually pursuing you, like there's something wrong with yeah. you. Yeah. And it just creates this. Yeah, it is fucked. It just it creates this like need for validation that like it's just not it's so toxic and so destructive (laughs) because the people that you go and seek validation from are pieces of fucking shit. 90 percent of the time. Yeah. Once you have a better once I, I developed at least a better relationship with myself and just. I don't know, more confident in who I am and more okay with the validation that I give myself and spending time alone. Like, I've lived alone the entirety of law school, and I love it. Um, I think think that then I was like, okay, I was accepting the bare minimum for people, below the bare minimum for people, because I wanted that validation so badly. But now that I can give that validation to myself, I validate myself every day, unless you meet these standards that I have, I have no time or energy for you. Yeah. And that sounds so shitty, but like, no, I, it's not shitty. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm creating my own life and I'm happy where I'm at. If you don't bring enough to the table, I don't have time. Like, I just don't have no, the energy. You literally don't like, I don't need you. I am, I am, t- I am down for me. I am taking care of yes. me. And so I don't need your breadcrumbing. Like no. you're like, you're either in it and like, you're going to provide um value to my life or like I'm out and I think it took me 
and you years and years of yeah. like falling on our face and not doing that yeah and then going to therapy and being like oh this is why i'm <laughs> fucked up because i refuse to do that yeah exactly um, like in my story my therapist like i was saying my therapist for two years now since voldemort and i broke up has been like okay katie like you need to take a break from dating and i'm like <laughs> no no i'm not, I'm not <laughs> um, and like I've been now not dating for not that long. I don't know, five months now. Yeah. Like, I've been totally off dating apps. For me, though, this is a long time. This is the longest I've ever gone. That is a long time. Like, this is the longest I've ever gone not dating. I was going to say not having sex. (laughs) 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 There's been a couple relapses, guys. There's been a couple relapses. It's fine. Um, It's also been a few months since that. So, you know, like, I don't know. I even in just the few months I've been doing this, though, like I have dropped into a whole different way of feeling and being that whenever I do, you know, pursue my next relationship, like, it's just I really do believe that it's gonna be magic because I am so healed and I am so yeah. like dropped into loving myself that I don't need I don't need the love of a partner. I want it eventually, but like I don't need it. And I think that sounds like kind of what you're experiencing right now. Yeah, that's what I mean, I got to the point where like my therapist and I were discussing and she was like, Listen, what you're doing right now is creating just like a full life of love and this sounds so hokey and so hippy dippy but like (laughs) I do not need someone to come and complete me or anything like that I you get the overflow like you if you get a spot in my life it's because I'm already giving myself so much love that I'm like loving myself through bullshit um and you're just here for extras I guess like which sounds bad but I think that's such a good way to start a relationship and my my yes. current girlfriend is the same way because she'd been single for a minute too and she was just healing and I think that's I don't know it's pretty beautiful I love it I love it, it and now beautiful. I like I like allow myself to cry at shit too like Erica's wedding at Erica's wedding and I was like crying as she was walking down. <laughs> literally all of our friends are staring at Shantae like what the fuck is she okay because like this friend group you guys like when I say we were not in tune with our emotions like we were not in tune with our feelings anyone crying it was like ooh I'm really uncomfortable by that um and like it was like she's literally like bawling you look fly as fuck at Erica Thank Lying, by you. the way your I fit was that. a whole fucking mood I was like dude yes I just love and it's so clear like I think about the outfits that we had to wear for sorority stuff oh, and that was God. like so clearly it was not you when you were like not no. in your feminine power and like what and I just remember thinking that at Erica's wedding of like seeing you in your suit and like just I was like dude like you're so in your fucking energy and like Thank you, you and your power and you've clearly done so much healing and you've come such a long way and that that's a beautiful thing I am happy that despite our troubled college years <laughs> like we've been able to stay connected enough for me to witness your journey in that because it, yeah. it really is beautiful um and lovely and I I, I didn't even know that this was gonna end in a happy you're like in a happy relationship now but like that's amazing thank like, you I appreciate it you know I was like yeah I was gonna be like Shantae's fucking single and killing it but you're, you're just, you've exceeded my expectations as usual so not she dropping the <laughs> do you not remember where that's from exceed the, the expectation 
Oh my god! <laughs> no! <laughs> and that scares me! <laughs> they indoctrinated you well. <laughs> Dude, they brainwashed me a little bit. Jesus. That's um, I am having another uh, sorority sister on the pod soon. Ooh. Are you going to tell me? I'll tell you after I stop recording. Um, okay. I don't know if she wants to be anonymous or not. I have to figure um, that out. I can't okay. remember. Uh, but I'll, she I don't think she'd care if I told you. But um, yeah, I think next week actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple girls scheduled to record that are one of one of them's definitely anonymous. I think this other. I think the girl we know isn't going to be anonymous. So okay. Okay. I'll tell you, but. But yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on this week's episode of Bitch, You Need to Hear This. Thank you for having me. I did too. I I appreciate it. I'm probably not going to listen because I hate my voice on recording, (laughs) but I will be listening. I'll be listening to all the other episodes, so thank you for having me. I hope your girlfriend listens to it. Oh my God, she will. I hope your mom listens to it. (laughs) She also will. I know all of our friends are going to listen to it and are just going to, as usual, be so impressed by you and your just your great way of articulating your story and I I think you did a really good job of telling us you guys when we sat down Shantae's like I'm a horrible storyteller I'm like dude whatever you're gonna be fine um and you were indeed fine so I'm very very proud of you for really going out of your comfort zone here like I don't I I know this is so not not me but that's okay um so I really appreciate it I think a lot of people are gonna relate to a lot of aspects of your story so yeah, thank I appreciate you. you for having me on. Also, very proud of you for this podcast. This is awesome. Um, oh, this is shit people need to hear, so it's great. Bitch, yeah. you need to hear this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. What a fun episode. What a fun week. Shantae is such an inspiring woman, and I'm just so proud of her for living in her true identity and finding love. What a like happy ending for her, um, and I can't wait to continue to follow her journey as she continues to mature and grow. Um, As always, make sure that you are following our Instagram community. I post lots of fun updates um, about episodes and what's coming up. So you're in the know about the bitch you need to hear this news. So our Instagram handle is at B, you need to hear this. If you're interested in sharing your story, please DM me on Instagram. I do have a list going of women that are going to be on the podcast to share their story. Nothing is off limits. Um, And I want to make sure I cover lots of different issues for you all. So if it's something that you're interested in or you're not sure how to share it, just DM me and let's talk about it. Um, Share this podcast with your other friends and family that you feel like need to hear these messages. I think every woman would benefit from hearing some of these messages. So continue to share. The podcast continues to grow every week. So thank you so much to this amazing community who is sharing and talking about the podcast. Next week, I have a pretty heavy episode for you guys, so I'm going to have some trigger warnings at the top of the episode um, to make sure that everybody is staying safe and healthy and protecting their themselves. Sorry, my phone keeps going off and it's totally distracting me. Um, all right, y'all, have a good week. I will see you next Sunday. This has been your bitchiest podcast host, Katie P, on Bitch, You Need to Hear This. Bitch, You Need to Hear This.